Welcome to the Future Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop, and it's my mission to help create more female leaders in the workplace. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about how you can give feedback in a way that is so good that it has people proactively asking you for it. But real quick, if you haven't scheduled your leadership assessment call yet, I would love to chat with you to understand where you're currently at in your career so I can help provide some guidance in whatever direction you're looking to head in. Again, that's a complimentary call. Click on the link in the show notes to find a time that works for you. There is zero obligation on these calls. It is simply a way that I want to help support and give back to this amazing podcast community. How can you give feedback to someone which is already a little bit nerve-wracking of an experience to be reaching out and saying, hey, can I give you some feedback? But in addition to that, how can you get so good at giving feedback that people proactively reach out to you for more? I'm going to walk you through the process that has worked for me and what I teach other people to do and efforts to create this ever-evolving way of not only giving people feedback, but also recognizing ways that you can improve yourself. The first thing I always recommend whenever you're going to be giving someone feedback, it is taking it a step back and recognizing, have you built a foundation of psychological safety? or a foundation of a relationship with this person you're about to give feedback to. This could be in the workplace. This could be a partnership. This could be with your friends, right? Someone in a new environment with you. It's going to change how you approach giving feedback based on how comfortable you are with this person. So someone you've been working with for years you might be able to be a little bit more blunt with because again, you have that foundation of a relationship that they know you have their best interest in mind. However, someone that maybe you are super newly working with and you haven't tested the waters, you might not be able to give that same blunt feedback. You can certainly try, but it may not be received as well. So that's when I talk about that foundation of a relationship It can be so important, especially with people that you're going to be giving ongoing feedback to, like your manager, your CEOs, whoever it is that you report up to, as well as the people who end up reporting to you, who you're going to be giving feedback to. The more you get comfortable with giving feedback at an earlier stage in your career, the better because as you grow and get into these different leadership positions, you are going to be giving feedback all the time. And it's a way in which you do that that can either create a really great working relationship and environment and be supportive, or it could turn in a direction you don't want it to head in, which comes off more micromanaging or maybe makes your team feel deflated or Uh, that you're more nitpicky on how they are working. That foundation of psychological safety 
is something that comes over time. So I don't want you to think, oh, I can't give this person feedback if we don't have this foundation of a relationship. Please give timely feedback as soon as possible because if that thing continues to persist, you're going to think, wow, I wish I would have told them this three weeks ago because it's still happening. And had I told them three weeks ago, they could have been working on adjusting whatever it was that you were giving them feedback on. The second thing is timing. So again, as I mentioned with the fact that we want to give feedback as quickly as possible, we also want to be mindful of when we give that feedback. Let's say someone does a presentation and you have some suggestions for improvement. When they had just gotten done and they are riding a high, feeling accomplished, like, I just got over this fear of mine of public speaking, and although I was really nervous, I got through it. Maybe right after that is not the best time to approach with some constructive feedback. That's when you could show more support, saying, I saw that you got up there, and even though you were nervous, you made it through I am so proud of you for the prep work that went into this. You could say that for a leader who you know has been working on this really hard, or you can say that to a colleague, a team member of yours who you're supporting. It can go in any which direction. I don't think feedback is only top down, meaning your leaders providing direct reports and people who report up through them feedback. I believe the best working environments is that feedback can come in any which direction. So again, timing is important where you can support someone and then later, maybe it's in another day or so, and then following up to say, hey, I'd love to give you some additional feedback on that presentation you did. When might be a good time to do that? Again, you can do this with leaders, team members, whoever it might be. Even if you have direct reports or people who work in a smaller team with you on a certain project, uh, being willing and open to giving feedback because in the end, that feedback is going to help us work better together and grow faster together. And if you come with that intent saying, I want to give feedback that's going to help us to get better, that's what we want to do. We don't want to give feedback that is a little bit more maybe that nitpicky side where we're thinking, oh, they used a lot of filler words or they weren't making a lot of eye contact with certain people or whatever certain things that maybe aren't as applicable. Sure, they might be helpful at some point. Maybe they're going to give a presentation in a few more weeks and leading up to that, that's when you could say, hey, don't forget to, you know, make eye contact with uh, multiple people in the room or Don't forget to practice ahead of time so you feel more confident and aren't using as many filler words. You kind of see how the approach is different versus saying, hey, you used a lot of filler words and you weren't making any eye contact with any of us. Maybe next time you can do better. It's all in the approach. And there's the approach that is with the intent of making someone feel worse about themselves versus the feedback in efforts to help them get better. Okay, so timing is important because we want to make sure that they're ready for that feedback and then it's not right after an event that is 
you know, something that they're wanting to celebrate because that is a milestone or something that they had overcome in order to get there. The third thing is the approach, which I have kind of alluded to up to this point is how you are following up with them in order to give that feedback. There's one line in the approach that I really love and you can steal it too, is saying something along the lines of, have you considered blank? Instead of saying, I would love to see if you incorporated XYZ, or it would have been so nice if you would have said blah, blah, blah. And now with coming from that place of support and helping them to get better, we're going to brainstorm and welcome new ideas to the table by saying something like, have you considered blank? That opens up the opportunity to have a conversation around what you're going to suggest. So I'll give you an example. There have been many times in my career in meetings where there are dominant personalities who tend to speak over other people. These dominant personalities want to get whatever they want to say in the conversation and oftentimes don't allow people to finish what they're saying Or they wait for that person to pause for a moment and jump right in to add their thoughts. No one likes this in a meeting. Some people may not even recognize that it's actually happening, which is part of the problem. So in these situations, I've reached out to my leader after a meeting because in this case, it felt like the right timing. Again, I thought of, do I have a good relationship with this boss? And based on that, how am I going to? have the conversation? How am I going to approach the conversation? And then with the timing as well, recognizing, is this a good time to have this conversation? Go through that mental checklist. And I reached out to my leader after a meeting because it was fresh and I felt like it was important to call it out right then so that they could remember it. And I said, hey boss, I'm noticing in several of our leadership meetings where there's a lot of different strong personalities, it seems like there's one personality in particular that is always pushing to get their thoughts in. And oftentimes it is cutting others off. And to me, as a person witnessing it, I'm seeing the reaction of the person who they cut off and how they kind of shut down and feel dismissed or even disrespected in that moment because they didn't even get a moment to finish their thoughts before someone else jumped in. And we never came back to that person to invite them to finish speaking or make sure that they were done sharing their thoughts. Have you considered, right? I'm adding that phrase in and I'm saying, have you considered setting expectations before a meeting begins, setting some ground rules that if someone is speaking, we are going to give them the respect to complete their thoughts and that we can make time for every subject on the meeting agenda to make sure that everyone is able to share what they're thinking or feeling before we move on to the next topic. Or I could say, have you considered giving more space to people once 
a topic is wrapping up to add more thoughts or to finish a thought? Have you considered calling on that person to invite them to share more of what they originally were talking about? Have you considered having a conversation with that dominant personality separately to let them know that we don't appreciate them jumping in when other people are speaking? So many opportunities. In that situation, I am a leader amongst other leaders and I'm recognizing this behavior and I'm bringing it to my boss, my leader. And right, he makes these decisions. I could certainly also go talk to this person and give that feedback and I could say that same line of have you considered this and it could go similarly if I have a good relationship with this person. But again, when I'm thinking about how can this best be resolved, it is through the leader setting that expectation and that is why I went that route as well. So think about those things, foundation of psychological safety, the timing in which you give the feedback, the approach, how you're going to approach your feedback based on the foundation of a relationship that you have. And then the last thing you can do is follow up with this person. So I'm going to give feedback to my leader in that situation where I'm saying, hey, this dominant personality is cutting other people off in meetings in the next team meeting. I'm going to see what my leader does. How does this leader take charge in this meeting in terms of setting expectations as I gave a recommendation for? Maybe it's something later on in the meeting, not set right at the beginning, but maybe if this dominant personality goes to cut someone off again, maybe I see this leader saying, hey, real quick, dominant personality, hang tight. This other person wasn't finished speaking go ahead, other person. So I'm going to watch them. I'm going to be seeing, are they taking my feedback? Of course, it's not always going to happen. We can share feedback all that we want. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be taken. However, in this situation, I'm watching for how that leader approaches that meeting. And when I see change, when I see positive change, and perhaps that is Maybe what I suggested or maybe what I suggested isn't what they did, but I noticed a difference and improvement. I'm going to follow up with that person. Again, it doesn't matter if they're my direct leader. It doesn't matter if they're the CEO. It doesn't matter if they're my colleague or a team member who is younger or newer or less tenured than me, whatever that is. I like to see people as these equal opportunities to get better. I would follow up in this case and say, hey, leader, I noticed that when dominant personality started cutting off this other person, you didn't allow that this meeting. I want to thank you for being that leader who allows people to finish what they're saying before someone else starts speaking. I want to acknowledge that I also saw this other person light up and who was who wasn't even talking and they were appreciative. I could tell by their body language that they were appreciative that you didn't allow that to happen again. So that ripple effect is allowing maybe people in future meetings to have the courage to speak up 
knowing that the leader isn't going to allow people to bulldoze them in a way. So that follow-up piece, in my opinion, is extremely impactful because oftentimes as team members who are reporting up to leaders, we forget that it's important to still recognize growth, change, things that are going well, and to be that support system to our leaders as well. And when I've stepped into that role of being a support to my leader in different ways than simply being that direct report, it has changed my relationships with these leaders and how I am able to be seen as a leader before that word was ever in my title. This is what you can do in your roles today. Practicing, it's not always going to be perfect. There are times that you're going to mess it up. There are times that I still mess it up. So know that it's always a work in progress. But when you are able to get this whole process down that starts to work well for you and thinking of that relationship that you have, the timing for the feedback, the approach for your feedback, saying, have you considered this thing? And then following up with them, that combination, that magical elixir is what is going to get these leaders to then This is what's going to get these leaders and other people in your organization to proactively seek you out for additional feedback. Maybe it's in a leadership meeting three months from now in this example. And then my boss reaches out and says, hey, I wanted to touch base and see if you feel like I am doing a good job of making sure that everyone has a voice in our meetings. What can I do to do even better? Maybe they've recognized so-and-so quiet leader, introverted leader, doesn't speak as much in team meetings. How can I invite more of that? And they start seeking out my guidance in efforts to do that. That is exactly the sweet spot that we want to be in. And the only way to get there is by actually putting it into practice. All right, if you love these episodes and you feel like you are ready to be seen as a leader before you get promoted into that leadership role, you're going to want to check out the Future Leaders program. It is a lifetime access program. You complete your eight weeks of the program and then have access to ongoing support throughout your career. This is something that I would have loved to have when I was young in my career and had no idea the direction that I was going in. So if that's you and you want to have more direction, you want to be seen as a leader before you get promoted and fast track your success in getting promoted, I would love to help you do that. Click the link in the show notes to book a call with me to learn more about how the Future Leaders program might be a great fit for you. All right, until next time, we'll see you later.